Hello and welcome to A Quick Chat With, the supplemental show of Guess That Record. I am your host, Jackson Reed. This is the show where we talk with up-and-coming artists about their new releases. In this first episode, we'll be covering the UK-based band Speedvark. Prog Magazine once said about the group, Catchy, clever, and fun, drawing on everything from XTC to Talking Heads to Early Stones. Their brand new single, a cover of T-Rex's Children of the Revolution, is available on streaming platforms September 30th. To talk about this and more, I'm joined by Speedvark's lead singer and guitarist, Nathan Rodnitz. How are you doing, Nathan? I'm very well, thank you, Jackson. How are you? I'm good, good. So where are we talking to you from today? Uh, I am in Oundle, Northamptonshire in the UK. Cool. Is that like, uh, is it close to London? Yeah, you would say it's or? about an hour outside London. Yeah. Okay, cool. I've never been to the UK, but it's like top of the list of places I would love to go one day. <laughs> love to have you. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I think it would be great to start off if you could share with us uh, the other members of the band and I guess the story of how Speedvark was put together. For sure. So the other members of the band are, well, my brothers. It's uh, me. My brother Marcus on lap steel guitar and bass. My brother Mig on keyboards and singing. Uh, my dad, uh, Ben Radnett, on guitar and singing as well. And dad's friend from school, Pedro Flat, our drummer. Uh, so the story of Speedvark goes back a long way, back to around 1987, I believe. Uh, dad and Pete were friends at school. And uh, one day before a school talent show, dad goes up to Pete, says, do you want to start a band? And uh, we're still going now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Speedvark went through a number of different forms. Um, they did some early demos with Brian Knight as a, a like a three-piece trio band. And then went on in the 90s to do an album called Pigeon Pop, which I believe was released in 2001 and has just been re-released on Spotify. Um, that was as a four piece. And then Dad and Pete went together as a duo to do the Speedvark album from 2014. And only a couple of years ago, me and my brothers joined the band and we've released two singles, Pressure Rising and the brand new single out 30th of September, Children of the Revolution. Awesome. Yeah. So um, the thing that I think was kind of interesting sort of learning about the story of Speedvark was the fact that, you know, how you and your brothers join the band and you're all still teenagers, uh, you know, playing music at quite a high level already. And, you know, it's also interesting how uh, all three of you sort of took a liking to music because of course I think it's, it would be easy for one of you to get involved in some other hobby or that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, how, how did you guys all get into music? Well, I think it's just been around since, since we were kids, you know, uh, well, particularly small kids um, mm -hmm. dad and pete have been playing together and you know we we grew up around them playing and mixing the speedvark album and so i suppose their their relationship the constant creativity of it and the way that they were always it always looked like such good fun and the the songs are so great the their songs that we've heard you know since we were really really small kids which was we're now playing with them um I think that's what drew us to it was a, a, a just a real sense of fun. Uh, there was there was no pressure to get into music. Um, Dad was 
I think, made quite sure of that. But we all gravitated to it independently. Um, we all started playing guitar and then Mig started playing the keyboards, just, I think, more kind of on a whim than anything. He thought, wow, that looks like fun and is now a, a pretty stonking keyboard player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's how it came about. Right. And so, as you were saying, you all kind of started on guitar and and the others, I guess, went off on their instruments. Mm-hmm. What made you want to stay uh, with guitar? I love the guitar. I, I think it's an incredibly expressive instrument. I mean, there are very few instruments on which one can bend strings uh, and create such expressive melodies uh, and such different tamras. Um, it's just an instrument that I've always felt really comfortable with. I remember being really small and sitting in on Speedvark rehearsals with Dad and Pete and, you know, asking to just plink the strings on the guitar going through the amp and, Obviously, it sounded terrible, but it, mm-hmm. that feeling is something that, that just really stuck with me. And so I think uh, all these few years later, it, it's just, I just really enjoy it. Yeah, no, I, I'm a guitar player myself, so I, I think you nailed it when you were saying like how expressive it is, because it, it definitely is an expressive instrument. Um, so now let's uh, talk about the new single, Children of the Revolution. Uh, I think that your version of the track is very well done and faithful to the original. Uh, and I understand you're a big T-Rex fan. So what made you guys want to do uh, this song specifically? It's great fun. Our whole live set now is about creating energy and fun in the room because as we've got back to gigging uh, well started gigging and become better at it we've noticed the more energy we put into a room the more energy the room gives back to us and the better the gig will be and so in uh, in looking for covers to do and and looking for songs to add to the set we wanted to bring in songs which had great groove very danceable songs and, uh, you know, great melodies, catchy melodies, so that people would be enjoying themselves. And uh, Children of the Revolution, it, it's such a kind of party classic, you know, it's, everyone knows it as soon as it comes on. It's got a great groove, you can dance to it, you can sing along. I think that that's what really drew, drew us to it. We wanted to do it as part of our live set. Um, and then there were elements of it, which we began to explore just a little bit further. So we had these ideas of adding in semitonal Eastern timbres into the, the intro and adding a, a lap steel solo and a guitar solo. And these are things which we, we felt we wanted to explore further. And our way of doing that was to take it into the studio. Perfect. And um, what, uh, what was sort of the process of, of recording it in the studio like? So the, the process begun it's quite interesting, actually. It's an, an interesting thought. We uh, we went in and decided to record guide part. So I put down a, a guide guitar part and dad put down a guide guitar part and I did a, a little guide guitar solo. And we thought that they would be guide parts, something that we could record over later on. But actually, we in those initial recordings, I think because the energy was still so, so raw, you know, we, we hadn't heard the track over and over again. We were just going in for the first time and playing it as we, as we felt it. The groove was just right. 
And so we ended up keeping those guide guitar parts and they are now the guitar sounds which are on the record. Um, because Pete lives quite a long way away from us, the the drum sounds on the on the uh, recorded version are actually programmed drum sounds. They are mm. superior drummer. But we spent quite a long time going through Pete's drum recordings from our demos in uh, when we were rehearsing the song together and getting the, the velocity of each of his strikes and making sure that we're hitting the right part of the cymbal, um, which is all stuff that you can do on, on Superior Drummer. So Dan and I spent quite a long time sitting together, working out the intricacies of, of Pete's part to go through. Yeah, um, yeah that's that's pretty well it. it it it's mostly single take the vocal was originally the the guide recording as well but it it was just it was just right <laughs> mm. yeah no that's that's uh that's cool i think it's always interesting when you hear stuff like that where you know like when you're hearing about how a song was made and it was like oh we actually used the demo <laughs> and that ended up being the final version because yeah. we just couldn't couldn't do it better than that so yeah that's cool um other takes of that guitar solo i just i couldn't couldn't get it as good we ended up using the first one awesome yeah um so now i'm i'm canadian and obviously i'm familiar with t-rex being just a music fan but the one thing i've noticed is that they were a band that never were really able to make much of an impact over here in north america Mm. but obviously massive in the uk and and there's a lot of similar bands of that era like slade and mott the hoople Mm. and status quo who were huge in in the uk but never really made it in north america now speaking as someone from england what impact has T-Rex had on you and what do you think their impact on the British music scene in general is? I think T-Rex and glam as a movement is it's very much an English movement because it, it taps into a culture which is very much associated with the UK. Uh, back in the, the late, probably the late 1700s, there was a, a phenomenon known as dandyism where um, men usually of a sort of upper middle class background would dress up in uh, kind of expensive clothes and become glamorous and walk up and down London streets to show people how glamorous they were. And so really that was the start of the glam star because people would become famous for looking great. And so I think Bolin is really tapping into that that form of self-expression, becoming this sort of glamorous icon of freedom against the system. He he broke gender boundaries and he broke fashion boundaries and, and he became a sort of, you know, the, the Wunderkind of the English music scene because he was breaking all the rules. And I think that tapped into a, a, a phenomenon in, in English culture. And I, I do wonder if that's maybe why he didn't make it so big in the US. Um, of course, it's a shame because the the groove of the records would have appealed massively to the party scenes of the uh, particularly mid to late seventies in in the North American scene. Um, it's a great shame that they didn't do more. Uh, for me, as a person, I think I think uh, along a similar line, T Rex were a big thing in uh, in molding my understanding of what a rock star is. Um, in the in the early to mid seventies, there's a 
a real push towards virtuosity. So although I am a, a Deep Purple fan, there are elements of the band which become a, a little bit kind of over virtuous. It's like they're they're pushing to to be better and faster and stronger. Whereas with Bolan, he he moved back to a, a sort of Elvis style, stripped down, simple songwriting, which really appeals to me. I mean, the things like uh, Children of the Revolution, they're just a stone's throw away from something like Link Ray's The Rumble, you know, all mm-hmm. this is a, a kind of a vocal with a bit of attitude and a, a slightly more hi-hat. And there you are, you know, you've, you've got the song. Um, I think that that form of kind of dancey, bluesy music, I, I really, I really dig that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's uh, a very good history lesson right there. I actually wasn't aware of the uh, dandy movement there from back way back then. So that that's really interesting. And, um, you know, it, it is uh, it, I, I mentioned the other bands like Slade and, and that sort of thing. Uh, I think T-Rex still did better than them in North America, though, because uh, I believe it was Bang a Gong mm-hmm. was a top 10 hit in the U.S. So um, they they were able to to creep in there a little yeah. bit. But um, uh, anyways, you've got the single coming out at the end of the month. Uh, what's the plan after this? Do you guys have an album in the works or something along those lines? The, uh, the single is actually coming out in order to promote a show that we're doing on the, the 24th of October at the Fiddler's Elbow in Camden. Uh, we're doing a, a Halloween show and we thought that it would be great to get a single out on Mark's birthday on, on the 30th of September to celebrate his life and uh, in order to to push this this show that we're doing because we're you know we're all massive Boland fans and so you know we really really wanted to do do something something good for us something good for him we wanted to you know wanted to make a, a bit of a splash with it um there's there's not more studio time yet planned but uh we have just released the the 25th anniversary edition of Pigeon Pop the band's first studio album and we're looking to play festivals in the UK and Europe next year uh, so if any listeners are interested in having a good times band on then do let us know uh, that's the plan for the near future yeah awesome and i was going to ask uh if you had any gigs uh coming mm-hmm. up to, that you wanted to uh, to plug as well, so that's great. You got one soon. Um, and keeping it on the topic of playing live to end off here, what uh, what was your first performance? And to follow up on that, what's been your most memorable gig? Oh, good questions. My per- my first performance personally, or with Speedbuck? Yeah, yeah. Your first performance personally, I would say. Yeah. Gosh, um, I think. It was probably in a school assembly in year six. So I must have been 11 or 12 playing with a band with a couple of my friends. Um, and we played the song Heathens, which was in a film called, I think it was in the film, The Suicide Squad. Um, okay. And somebody <laughs> had played it to me and I'd gone, oh, oh that's quite cool. And so we, we formed this little band. I think we were named Anonymous. That was uh, about the scope of the uh, the project, but um, yeah, that was my first performance. There are two Speedvark performances which uh, stick very memorably in my mind. Um, one of them, we played a fiftieth birthday party, and we were going to be set up in the garden, and it had been a 
beautiful summer's day. In fact, a beautiful summer's week. It had been days without without any sign of any rain. There's a bit of foreshadowing for you. Um, yeah. It set up a little gazebo in the back garden and we had all the gear set up under it. It was going to be like Woodstock, you know. And so uh, we, we got all set up. And just as we were about to play, the clouds started to converge over the garden and the heavens opened. So it, it was a, a desperate dash to bring all the gear into the kitchen, dry everything off. We set up in the corner of the kitchen and played a three hour set. And it was the best set we've ever played. Uh, there we go. It was great fun. The other gig that sticks very memorably in my mind is our gig at the Bedford Esquires venue. Uh, at that gig, it was a little, it's quite far away from where our usual fans come from. I mean, lots of them are London based or Oundle based where we live. Um, and so Bedford, it's a little way out for people to get to. And so the, the, uh, the guest list was a, a little bit short as it, as it goes. But um, karma saved the day because an entire Spanish exchange strip uh, trip from the pilgrimage city of Galicia turned up at the door. And so the entire audience was this, uh, this group of Spanish kids who absolutely loved the band. They were the most devoted fans we've ever had. And we, we got pictures with them all afterwards. And it was great fun. So uh, shout out to the Galithians. <laughs> yeah, nice. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we have reached the end of the interview. I want to thank Nathan uh, for taking the time to appear on behalf of Speedvark. It was great to meet you, learn a bit more about the band, and... Uh, I hope you guys are able to keep it going and find some success. Thanks very much for having me, Jackson. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Yeah. And I just want to say it again. The new single, Children of the Revolution, is available on September 30th, wherever you stream music. And uh, where can the people follow you guys on social media? Uh, we're on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and SoundCloud. I think all is at Speedvark. Perfect. Well, yeah, go go check them out. And uh, this has been a quick chat with the supplemental show of Guess That Record. We'll see you next time. <laughs>